Star Wars 7x7 episode 1272. Well, I know that we refer to this as the sequel trilogy, these three movies, episodes 7, 8, and 9, but here's the question I want to pursue with you today. Is this really a trilogy? Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and we've been blessed with two trilogies prior to the one that we are now experiencing. The original trilogy, of course, followed by the prequel trilogy. Always seems weird to say <laughs> that the original was followed by the prequel, but, you know, that's the world we live in with Mr. Lucas and all the wonderful things he did for us. But the original trilogy, you know, when you go back and you think about it, Star Wars itself, A New Hope, stands alone. It stands by itself as a complete and whole movie, right? And there is a sense, or at least there was at the time, that it wasn't necessarily intended to be a trilogy, even though he had plans for nine movies, for 12 movies, whatever the number was. And the plan for Empire Strikes Back was still up in the air, you know, as he was thinking about what he might do for a sequel. I mean, he was actually considering doing what we now know as Splinter of the Mind's Eye for the sequel to Star Wars on the big screen, because that was supposed to be a less expensive sequel that he could do. But of course, Star Wars, aka A New Hope, did as well as it did, and so it allowed Lucas the opportunity to tell a more complete story and to do it over an additional two films. And so, now we get a full arc that goes across all three movies, right? Because specifically, the reveal at the end of The Empire Strikes Back suddenly makes you rethink everything that you know from the first movie, right? So everything becomes tied together where you can't have one without the other two. And thus, you get a trilogy. You get a story where the main character finds out that he's pretty awesome and then has an incredible growth situation and finds out the worst news he could possibly find out and then somehow manages to turn everything around and turn it into the best possible result for everyone involved, right? That was when Luke Skywalker was the main character of this whole shindig. And then, of course, the prequel trilogy turns everything on its ear. And then we go back in time to the prequel trilogy, and in this case, Lucas has it planned out as a trilogy from the get-go, right? It is going to be three movies. It's a multi-act story where Anakin's fall is depicted across all three movies in various stages and still with a mythological structure to the whole thing. A hero's journey, if you will, but with a terrible result instead of an actual good result with his fall to the dark side. So then you kind of have to look at the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy together as we talked about a few episodes ago where, okay, is it really Luke's story in the original trilogy or is it really Anakin's story and it's about his redemption? You know, it is about his redemption, but that's sort of the meta story, I think, at this point because it is something that Luke has to do as part of of not only saving the galaxy and helping the rebellion beat the empire but to do that he also has to eliminate the sith and the way he has to do that is by redeeming his own father so you see all of this plays together right and you need every single movie okay 
I know there's an argument for not needing the Phantom Menace, okay? <laughs> so, you know, yes, you could possibly omit that one if you wanted to. I don't like to do that personally because I still think there's a lot that's redeeming about the Phantom Menace. But either way, the point is that there was a story that was being told across multiple movies and they were connected in a very strong way. Now we get to the sequel trilogy. And this is where things are starting to get perhaps a bit fragmented. And we know this for a fact because we have all been told from multiple sources and multiple interviews across multiple years that this sequel trilogy has not had a planned arc that crosses all three movies, right? J.J. Abrams was given the license to do The Force Awakens and to do one movie that would get the franchise rebooted, but he was never given a situation to say, hey, plot this out so that way you have all the building blocks for what anybody else is going to do with episodes eight and nine afterward as far as a hero's journey, as far as any sort of mythological structure, as far as anything like that goes. No, he basically wrote a movie to reboot the franchise and to add a lot of very titillating questions for us to ponder as a result of it. Of course, J.J. Abrams is a big fan of the concept of the mystery box, the idea that there is something going on that remains mysterious, that eludes your attempts to understand it, and that adds for additional interest in the movie, additional investment emotionally in the content that you're viewing. And so essentially what he did for Ryan Johnson is to say, hey, I've created a situation and I'm handing it off to you. You do whatever the heck you want to do with it. And that's essentially the direction that Lucasfilm gave him as well. They said, whatever you want to do with it. I mean, obviously within reason, like, you know, if... Ray hands Luke the lightsaber and Luke turns it on and it suddenly blows up in his face and he dies a horrible fiery death, right? You know, obviously he didn't have that level of license to do stuff with The Last Jedi. But be that as it may, that's an extreme example. You get what I'm saying. He was given carte blanche to do whatever he thought was right for the story. And where he decided to leave it was in a place that you could argue is even worse than the position that the good guys were left in at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Meanwhile, if you take a look at Rey, who is the hero of our story, right, even though Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo may actually be the main character of this whole darn thing, Rey is our hero for this story. Rey, if you want to compare this to The Empire Strikes Back, which I do, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's reason to, in a way, from a structural perspective, Ray doesn't exactly have the same kind of test and failure that Luke does, right? I mean, she has a test in that she ends up being tempted by the dark side of the Force and almost joins Ben in deciding to, you know, swap over to the First Order and rule the galaxy together, but she ultimately resists it just like Luke resisted it, but she doesn't suffer the same humiliating defeat that Luke did. In fact, she's able to escape and able to help the remainder of the resistance get away as opposed to what happened to Luke in the Empire Strikes Back where he, you know, tried to commit suicide and failed at that and was barely rescued by the Millennium Falcon by Leia and Lando and just got out of there by the skin of his teeth. That being a slightly longer way around of saying that even though failure was a key theme that kept popping up in the movie, Rey was really not subject to it whatsoever. And that's highly unusual for the heroic character in the middle story of a trilogy 
to not have any kind of serious failure and not have to have something to learn from to then come back in a final movie and fix things once and for all. And so because of everything that I have laid out up until this point, and especially considering the fact that there was no roadmap provided by J.J. Abrams for Episodes 8 and 9 as part of his work on 7, and there's no roadmap for 9 based on the work that Ryan Johnson did for 8, I think that we are not looking at a trilogy in the actual sense of the word that we understand it. It may be three movies together that focus on a specific set of characters and a specific kind of dynamic between the Resistance and the First Order, like their battle coming to a head and what happens with it. But really, I think what we have on our hands here is something that George Lucas professed a profound love for, and I'll tell you what that is after the break. Stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Nissan Intelligent Mobility, and I guess the best way you can think about Nissan Intelligent Mobility is to kind of equate it to having an astromech right inside your car, right? You know, the X-Wings will have astromechs, but in this case, it's not going to plot your hyperspace jump for you. What it is going to do, what Nissan Intelligent Mobility is going to do is things like automatic emergency braking and blind spot warnings and Nissan's new ProPilot Assist to keep you centered in your lane, and it begins the journey toward autonomous driving with advanced driver assist technologies. You can learn more about it at sw7x7.com slash NIM. Yeah, that's the initials for Nissan Intelligent Mobility. Once again, that's sw7x7.com slash NIM. Welcome back. All right, so intentionally or not, it feels as though the Lucasfilm folks are actually creating a new series of Saturday morning serials. And if you're not familiar with that, it's basically a short subject movie that used to play before the main movie in theaters. And according to Wikipedia, it was popular during the first half of the 20th century. And the the definition that they give is really academic. But basically, it's one story that's broken up into chapters. And there's a cliffhanger at the end where you have to come back next week and find out how your heroes are going to get out of the danger that they've been left in. And the characters bop from adventure to adventure to adventure to adventure. And, you know, the stakes getting higher and crazier until they finally resolve the whole situation. Well, that's essentially, I think, what we have with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Or maybe just The Last Jedi. It's certainly reacting to The Force Awakens as though The Force Awakens was a Saturday morning serial of sorts. It ends on a cliffhanger, you know, literal cliffhanger with Luke and Rey. And from there, it says, okay, what are we going to do with these characters? And what are we going to do with the fact that we've been left in a dire situation with the Resistance? Because now the First Order knows where their base is and they're going to come flatten it. But The Force Awakens story itself is a complete hero's journey or heroine's journey story, and it just has a cliffhanger ending grafted onto the end of it, which then rolls right into The Last Jedi, and that's exactly what a Saturday morning serial would do. It would just roll right into the next movie, to the next chapter of the story. And yet, and yet, The Last Jedi... <laughs> is not going to provide J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio the opportunity to do the same thing for Episode Nine. They're going to force J.J. and Chris to jump ahead multiple years for their next movie. So what it boils down to is that Ryan Johnson essentially created a serial-like story response to The Force Awakens, and he actually ended the serial. He brought it all to a close. 
And by treating it this way, there are major implications for episode nine and what J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio can do. And I'm going to be talking about that with you on tomorrow's podcast. But in the meantime, we are done for today. So thank you very much for listening, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go visit the Clone Factory, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe, it's Destiny Unleashed. is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.